all the time. Give him one more hand clap of praise. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Praise God, praise God, praise God. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. While you're standing, just remain standing, if you will. Praise God. We're going to go to the book of Isaiah, chapter 40, verse 31. Covet your prayers. I'm at the very at the point of losing my voice. I'm still been. This stuff I've been dealing with for a long time now, and uh, uh, so just pray that God will touch this and get this cleared up. Hallelujah. Isaiah chapter 40 and verse 31, a familiar passage of Scripture. But they that wait upon the Lord. Shall what? Renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run, not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. Hallelujah. Woo. Lord, we come today, we thank you and we praise you for who you are. We praise you for what you are doing. And we pray, God, that you will help us to have a desire to grow in you. That we can see more and more of your miracle working power. In the blessed mighty name of Jesus, let the church say, Amen. Amen. You can be seated. Hallelujah. I want to talk to you today. On the subject titled, Renewing and Maintaining Your Life in God. Renewing and Maintaining Your Life in God. I say unto you today that there's no greater word that I can speak to you than that, and the importance of we as the people of the Lord to keep our faith, our power, strength, and anointing renewed, and to maintain it in our life. 
the sister in her testimony said that whatever God is doing, she don't want him to do it without her. And we all should have that same desire. Lord, whatever you are doing, I want to be a part of it. And for me to be a part of it, I have got to maintain something in my spiritual walk with God. Now, I know that God gave me this word today, and so I know he's going to help me through my infirmity to get this out. Now, I don't want to give you no science lesson, but something I want to remind you. In science, in the field of physics, there is a science called thermodynamics. You may have heard that term one time or another. And thermodynamics has some laws that are established and we know cannot be altered or changed. And the second law of thermodynamics says that everything tends toward disorder. Now, to break this down, it further states that all physical things, the physical world around us, when left to itself and isolated from everything else, tends toward a state of maximum disorder. In other words, left on their own, isolated from outside influence, things tend to get worse, not better. Now, having said that, on a side note, that's really not part of my message, but thinking about that, that law of science proves that the theory of evolution is fake, false news, and cannot be true. The theory of evolution says that things have progressively gotten better, smarter, and more advanced without any outside influence. But it is proven that the opposite is true. Hebrews chapter 1 verse 10 11 says this, And you, Lord, in the beginning laid the foundation of the earth, and the heavens are the work of your hands. Notice verse 11. They will perish, but you will remain. They will all grow old like a garment. Church, Things tend to get worse when left on their own, not better. 
They will grow old, as Hebrews stated we just read. They will deteriorate or just simply go, in terms of just an old southern boy, they're going to simply just go to pot when left unattended, uncared for, and maintained. Hallelujah. Everything in our lives will fall apart when left unattended, cared for, and maintained. If you don't take care of your health, what's going to happen to you? Anybody ever heard the old story and the old saying? Sometimes people say, if I knew I was going to live this long, I would have taken better care of myself. Your car, if you leave it to itself unattended and you don't care for it, if you don't maintain it, it's going to turn a $40,000 piece of equipment into a piece of junk. Some people don't believe it, but you just go ahead. An automobile has got to be maintained. Several years ago, when I worked as a mechanic for a living, I was at a shop in Hendersonville. A lady had went and bought a brand new Cadillac, one in a line that uh, I would not be able to afford to purchase. But she bought that Cadillac, and all she did was two things, put gas in it and drive it. And after 35,000 miles of never changing the oil, she started and went, up, went down the road one day and the engine blew up. It had to be towed in and she had to wind up having us to put a brand new motor in it that the price was not cheap. But when we tore the engine apart, me and another mechanic there took it apart, you wouldn't believe the amount of gunk and grime was in that engine. It was so stopped up that oil could not flow anywhere through the motor. Was it because she bought a lemon? No. It was because she didn't take care of it. Do you hear what I'm saying? I'm going somewhere with this. I'm talking about renewing and maintaining a life in God. What about a house? I don't care what you pay for that home. There's going to have to be some maintenance to it. Amen. Just in the last, I mean, you know, our place was bought a few years back, but just in the last, in the, in the last five years, you know, We've had to put a new roof on it. I've had to put a new uh, air conditioning system in it, heat and air, uh, water heater. I mean, things happen. They, and everything has to be maintained. What about relationships? If you keep a relationship, you're going to have to maintain that relationship. Come on, somebody. That's one reason why a lot of marriages are failing today. People are not willing to take the time and effort to maintain them. Now, at the same time, 
At the same time, it's also true in the spiritual realm. Your relationship with God must be maintained if it is to stay healthy, meaningful, and unbroken. If it is beneficial in the natural realm to maintain the physical things around you, then it's equally important to maintain the spiritual aspect and soul within you. Don't allow your walk with God to deteriorate. Do you hear me? That will invoke eternal consequences. Now, Sister Tina had been, has been coming to church. She's been living for the Lord, doing what she can. And because of that, after being encouraged a little bit by Sister Linda, she used that that she had maintained in her life, that Holy Spirit of God, to work a miracle. She told me when I talked to her earlier this morning, she had, she says, had her phone out and when everything went south and her mom was unresponsive and had flatlined and other members of her family going in in, in the room coming out crying and, and in a sense of uh, despair and it it began to try to get on her, let me tell you something, it matters what kind of spirit you're around. I don't want to be around some bunch of doubtful, negative people all the time. Don't tell me it won't rub off on you. And she began to have that fear come up and she just felt like she was pinned against the wall, but she hit her phone and she looked at it, and uh, Linda Bobby's name uh, came up on it, and that right there was God. So she called that, that number, and you heard the testimony. But here's the point. All of her other siblings goes in the room, sees the situation their mom's in, Comes out crying and upset. But when she walked in, she felt that boldness. Sister Linda told her about to claim. It welled up within her. And because she had been maintaining her walk with God, when she walked in, she spoke life. She said, Brother Sammy, I spoke life to my mama. I spoke life to my mama. Hallelujah. And you know, everybody knows the story. Amen. She felt the power of God, amen, just envelop her. 
Hallelujah, glory to God, amen. And about that time, my mama hollered out the first word she'd come out of her mouth, but Jesus! But don't think, don't think for a moment that you can experience that if you don't maintain your relationship with God. You got to work on it. You got to keep it renewed and maintain your life with God. But we so many times fail to take Time for spiritual renewal. Our strength in God needs to be renewed from time to time, church. And we need to be refreshed in the Holy Ghost. Can somebody say amen? Our scripture text that we read said that they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. All of us need to be renewed from time to time. Hallelujah. Believe me, if it's been a while since you have allowed the influence of the Holy Ghost to work in your life, then the condition of your heart is going to tend toward maximum disorder. What I started out with, if it's left alone and left to itself, you can't depend on an experience you got 25, 30 years ago. Hey Amen. You've got to keep it renewed. You've got to keep it maintained. Oh, Brother Sam, I spoke in tongues and now I got the Holy Ghost 35 years ago. If you if you had to have if you had to speak to know you got it, don't you think you got to speak at least every now and then? Know you're going to keep it. How do you think you renew yourself? What does the Word of God say? Building up your own self by what? Praying in the Holy Ghost. Do you know what that is? Paul said, I pray in the Spirit and I pray with understanding. Do you understand what he's saying? When he prays, he prays with his natural language and then he prays till he prays through and he prays till he begins to pray in the Spirit. That's what he's saying. And in this world today, we got a lot of Pentecostals that forgot what that's about. Hallelujah. We sometimes tend to think that things will get better on their own. But I'm telling you that if we don't practice some spiritual maintenance, if we don't renew our spiritual strength, it won't be long before decay deterioration, disintegration takes over and our spirits will be destroyed. I watched a program on television one time that showed the effects of a, a city, a thriving metropolis like Nashville and what the city would look like 
five years after the last person left. Ten years. Fifteen years. Twenty years. By 20 year time period, if no humans are there to influence if it's left alone, by that time, virtually, amen, nature is going to take completely over everything. And everything will disintegrate. I'm telling you, church, it's important that you renew and maintain your walk with God. How important is it to you? Think about it. How important is your relationship with the Lord? Amen. If it's important at all, I'm going to tell you something. The vehicle we're driving right now, I don't know exactly, but I still own some more right over six. And every time I go, every time I go to the dealership to get service done, and I walk up there when they tell me, Mr. Pritch, your car's ready, I cringe a little bit when they tell me the cost. I still remember those days when I worked as a mechanic. <laughs> Brother, you could... You know, we was we was doing oil changes for 1995. Not no more. Especially if you use the synthetic oil. But you know what? Even though paying out the cost that it takes now to service that vehicle and to rotate the tires and all that stuff, that might make me quinge just a little bit, but I guarantee you it'll make me quinge a whole lot more if I start hearing a rod knocking. Hello, somebody. So I've got to maintain it. And it's the same way with your spiritual walk with God. Listen to me close. We attend worship service to be renewed. We pray to the Father to be renewed. We read His Word to be renewed. We repent and confess our sins. And yes, even saints still have sins to confess. Come on, somebody. Did not the Paul, Apostle Paul say, I die once a year? Is that what he said? He said daily. That's one way that you maintain your walk with God and renew. Now, I'm going to talk just a little bit about some people, they try to survive on stale and moldy bread. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You ever wanted to fix yourself a sandwich or get something? You go to the kitchen. (laughs) 
I don't care how hungry I am. When I look at that, it just turns my stomach. Keep looking at it. That way we can say more for you. Don't want to get hungry and eat back. I have more while I'm. Hallelujah. Do you know that a lot of people try to survive on stale and moldy bread spiritually? If you ever have tasted stale or moldy bread, you know it leaves something to be desired. In fact, nothing that is stale has an appealing taste or flavor. The more you allow your relationship with God to stale and mold over, the more you are likely to look for something else in the world to satisfy your cravings. One reason, I talked about marriage relationships a while ago, one reason why husbands and wives go out looking somewhere else because they ain't maintained what they got at home. I remember, it been a few years ago, but there was a fellow bus driver. Uh, we had lined up at one of the schools waiting for the bell to ring. And uh, this bus driver brought me this great big bag of peanuts, you know, in the shell, kind of like you get, you know, at, um, which, which one of them steakhouses has got peanut shells everywhere. And uh, the driver said, uh, bought this bag of peanuts, and uh, I said, my husband don't never eat them, and um, um, I don't, I don't really care for peanuts, and so um, I was going to throw them out, but I thought I'd bring them and see if anybody else could get could, would use them, and I thought, oh man, yeah, I like those things. Well, she gave me that bag of peanuts and, and went on them her merry way. I tore into the bag and I snapped, uh, snapped open the shell and, and popped, uh, popped a couple of those peanuts in her mouth and threw the shell away. You know what? She should, she threw, should have thrown them away. You talk about bursting my bubble, man. I was hungry for peanuts. But, Lord, she must have had them in the cabinet at home for seven, eight, or nine months at least. I ain't never tasted nothing so stale. You know what? I would love to have them. I love peanuts. But you know what happened? They, they ended up in the trash. They were so stale, I couldn't handle it. I couldn't eat them, so I had to throw them away. The more you allow your relationship with God to stale and mold over, the more you are likely to look for something else more satisfying in the world. Because let me tell you something, we all have certain cravings. If you don't fill those cravings with God, the devil's got something else to offer you. Psalms 119.11 says, Thy word have I hid in my heart that I may not sin against thee. Remember what I told you a while ago, we read the word of God to be renewed 
and refreshed when you keep the fresh hot bread of God's word alive and acted in your heart, it is satisfying and filling influence will nurture your spirit, man, which in turn will quench the sinful cravings of the flesh. Thy word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against you. We need to understand that every man has a built-in need for the spiritual. We were all created in God's image. That void or hunger we have can only be satisfied by Christ. Can somebody say amen? We try to satisfy the hunger by other things, but they all leave us dry and empty. Jesus said in John 6 and 35 that I'm the bread of life. Hallelujah. He who comes to me shall never hunger, and he who believes in me shall never thirst. Can I tell you today that alcohol, if you try to turn to that, I'm going to tell you it's stale and moldy bread. Sexual promiscuity is stale and moldy bread. Worldly achievement or fame is stale and moldy bread. Like Ronnie said, those who hit the lottery, they're still not happy. I read a book one time. Back, back, um, um, it was men that they, they surveyed back in the 40s and 50s that was the wealthiest men in the world. And you would be surprised how many of them wound up committing suicide. Jesus is the bread of life. Jesus Christ is the bread, and it's the only bread you need. Can somebody say amen? I'm going to close by bringing this point out. Renew your spirit and restore your joy. They that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings and not grow weary. Oh, hallelujah. You know what I found out? I found out that depression and overall lack of real genuine law, law, joy is ruling, ruling over society today. Hallelujah. Even children are affected by this trend. More and more kids are, are committing suicide today. They're into this cutting thing, cutting themselves and doing all kind of stuff like that, depressed. No joy. We have got more today than we ever had. We got more at our fingertips. All you got to do is push a, push a button, but people are not happy. They're not satisfied. They're depressed. They're searching for peace and happiness. Church, there needs to be a renewal and restoration. Man has been lied to by the devil. He has told us that all those things that I talked about you all a while ago, all those things we've been digesting, all that stale stuff has not brought joy, but it's actually stolen from us. Everything out there in the world 
Now, now to me, you see the picture up there? To me, you can't beat a 56 Chevy. We were doing something one time. Uh, don't remember exactly where we was at, but um, there were several older classics. Maybe it was a car show or something. And this younger guy, I was saying, yeah, that, that, that's, a, that's, a, that's a 56 Chevy. I said, that over there, with the, notice those fins over there. I said, that's a 57 Chevy. And I was calling out the dates, and he looked at me and scratched his head. He said, how do you know all that? How can you remember those dates and years of those different, that, that, that certain, that, that uh, forward sitting over and, and all that stuff? I said, buddy, I said, them cars was put together back when they still believed in style. Everything's the same nowadays. Glory to God. Hallelujah. That's why I'm a classic. When you take and restore, that's a before and after picture. I'm telling you the importance of restoration and renewing your experience with God. I guarantee you that after picture right there, the value of that, the value of that is a whole lot more than the one on the other side if you when you went and bought it brand new off the showroom floor. When you bought it brand new off the floor, floor room, uh, the, the showroom floor, that wouldn't even be a down payment for this other one over here. When something is renewed and restored, it increases the value. God, one thing God put in my ministry and I've seen it time and time again. And God has used me. I give the glory to God. It ain't nothing about me, but I, he has given me heart. That when I see a child of God, somebody in the ministry, the devil has taken and chewed up. I, st I look at them and I can still see a value, a greater value. And I have even been ridiculed by some of my peers. Well, you shouldn't even mess with this or you shouldn't even mess with that. Why are you going to use that, that one again for what they did? They messed up too much. Because, well, brother, I'm going to tell you what, when God restores something, it increases the value than it was in the beginning. 
And let me tell you something right now. And here's something else that some would want to argue with me about, but I don't care, it's still the word of God. The Bible says that the gifts and the calling of God are without repentance. And you read that in the New King James Version, and it said the gifts and the calling of God is irrevocable. Brother Bobby, before God called me to do anything, he knew every time I was going to sin. He knew every time I was going to mess up. But he called me. He put the Spirit in me because he knew. Hallelujah. He looked at me not what I was, but what I'm going to be at the finished product. And he does you the same way. world am I to tell somebody they can't be used by God no more when they come back to him and they have been a backslider but they come back oh you can sit on the pew and you can put your tithe in my offering plate give you a tithe but I I can't use you I'm going to tell you something God don't do nothing halfway if he restores he restores completely hallelujah Glory, there needs to be a renewal and a restoration. Man has been lied to. But the things that the devil has told us would bring us joy has in turn instead taken our joy from us. Remember King David? Remember King David? He was the king of Israel. And as his first mistake... If you go back in the Bible and you read, it says at the time, it was the time when the kings supposed to go out into battle. But David, he stayed in Jerusalem. He sent his generals, his army, but he didn't go. Most of the time when we get in trouble, We're not where we're supposed to be. David wasn't even supposed to be in Jerusalem. He's supposed to have been out on the battlefield leading his army. But he stayed in Jerusalem. If he hadn't stayed in Jerusalem, he wouldn't have been walking out on his balcony and looked across on the other side and saw Bathsheba over there taking a bath and then lusted after her. The devil whispered to him, says, man, that will make you happy. But did it make him happy? Did it bring him joy? It wound up stealing his joy from him. The final scripture I'm going to read, the book of Psalms chapter 51, I'm not going to read the whole chapter, but you need to read it. That's the psalm that David wrote after he had committed his sin. It's his psalm of repentance. And in Psalms 51 chapter 10 through verse 12, I'm going to read those verses. David said, Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew renew a right spirit in me. Somewhere along the line, I let the wrong spirit come in. I let the spirit 
come in to see me to tell me I didn't need to be out on the battlefield with my men. Told me I just need to stay back in Jerusalem and relax. <laughs> just like the, just like the, that that same devil tells some of us sometime on church time you don't need to go there you need to stay home relax. You worked hard you've had a long hard day. Mm, hello somebody. David said, renew a right spirit in me, Lord. Cast not away, um, cast me not away from thy presence and take not thy Holy Spirit from me. Verse 12, restore unto me the what? That thing the devil thought, told David, that would give him happiness and joy. Didn't do it. He wound up miserable. He lost his joy. Restore unto me the joy of thy salvation. Uphold me with thy free spirit. Hallelujah. Church, it's important that we renew and maintain our life in God. We need to keep it maintained. We need to not just leave it all to itself. Because like everything else, everything that's left to tend to itself is going to uh, fall apart. It's going to eventually fall apart. And the same is true with your relationship with God. You've got to work on it. You've got to maintain it. Let's all stand together.